Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. This is Pamela Clark. Today's topic is the future of education, which is, um, I think all of us are kind of asking that question right now, whether we have kids in public school or charter school or we've tried homeschooling or or whatever the reason. So we're going to explore that a little bit and what New Heights is doing what Silicon Valley High School is doing, and what some other places, other schools around the world are doing as well. And hopefully uh, within today's show, we can answer some of those questions and uh, provoke you to thought and action on some of the others. So um, so let's get on with it. Um, So today we're going to, like I said, discuss... Uh, you know, the, the future of education, but I thought one of the things that we could talk about is the ways to learn. So what, what are the best ways for someone to learn? And um, so let's go through that a little bit. Making use of memory improvement basics. So there are a number of different ways that you can what you can do to improve your memory. Basic tips such as improving your focus, avoiding cram sessions, and structuring your study time are a good place to start. But, you know, working on your memory and maximizing your memory helps. Number two, keep learning new things and practicing. So, one surefire way to become more effective learners is to simply keep learning. Um, in one article published in Nature, it was reported that people who learn how to juggle increase the amount of gray matter in their occipital lobes and the area of the brain is associated with visual memory. When these individuals stop practicing their new skills, the gray matter vanished. So if you are learning a new language, it is important to keep practicing the language in order to maintain the gains you have achieved this or use use it or lose it phenomenon involves a brain process known as pruning certain pathways in the brain are maintained while others are eliminated if you want the new information you just learn to stay put keep practicing and rehearsing it number three learn in multiple ways Another one of the best ways to learn is to focus on learning in more than one way. Instead of just listening to a podcast which involves auditory learning, find a way to rehearse the information both verbally and visually. This might involve describing what you learned to a friend, taking notes, or drawing a mind map. By learning in more than one way, you're further cementing the knowledge in your mind. According to researcher Judy Willis, the more regions of the brain that you store data about a subject, the more interconnection there is. This this redundancy means students will have more opportunities to pull up all of those related bits of data from their multiple storage areas in response to a single cue. This cross-referencing of data means we have learned rather than just memorized. Number four, teach what you've learned to another person. This is something New Heights has practiced many times over the years, and it really does work, and it really does help. And in fact, teaching you know teenagers something and then watching them turn around and teach other teenagers the same thing, that's it, worked really well for us in the past, and, and kids seem to enjoy that. 
Okay, so um, educators have noted that one of the best ways to learn is to teach it to someone else. Remember your seventh grade presentation on Costa Rica? By teaching to the rest of the class, your teacher hoped you would gain even more from the assignment. You can apply the same principle today by sharing your newly learned skills and knowledge with others. Start by translating the information into your own words. The process alone helps solidify new knowledge. Next, find some ways to share what you've learned. Number five, use previous learning to promote new learning. Another great way to become a more effective learner is to use relational learning, which involves relating new information to things that you already know. For example, if you are learning about Romeo and Juliet, you associate what you learn about the, the play with the prior knowledge you have about Shakespeare, the historical period in which the author lived, and other relevant information. Number six, gain practical experience. For many students, learning typically involves reading textbooks, attending lectures, or doing research in the library or online. While seeing information and then writing it down is important, actually putting new knowledge and skills into practice can be one of the best ways to improve learning. If you are trying to acquire a new skill or ability, focus on gaining practical experience. So think of this like, you know, your job and if you're an adult, that is, and um, how, how does how does those places, you know, give you instruction? Usually they're visual, hands on. Usually you uh, see them do the task first and then you have to, you know, replicate it. So. And, and that works for most people. So think about it like that. So in real life, that is normally what happens. So if, if you, if it is a sport or athletic skill, perform the activity on a regular basis. If you are learning a new language, practice speaking with another person, surround yourself with langu language immersion experience. So, well, what does that mean? You know, I would say, you know, put your, put the words, the English word and the foreign word around on the wall around your house and, and look at them, you know, as you pass by and try to say both words or words. So, and also try to maybe get in, there's so many resources now online. So try to go online and join support groups or, or groups, or maybe Google Hangouts or something like that, where someone's learning that language and you can incorporate it and use it. Uh, watch foreign language films and strike up conversations with native speakers to practice your budding, budding skills. Okay, so now we're at number seven. Uh, look up answers rather than struggle to remember. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, of course, learning isn't a perfect process. Sometimes we forget the details of things that we have already learned. If you find yourself struggling to recall some tidbit of information, research suggests that you are better off simply looking up the correct answer. One study found that the longer you spend trying to remember the answer, the more likely you will be to forget the answer again in the future. Why? because these attempts to recall previously learned information actually results in learning the error state instead of the correct response. Number eight, understand how you learn best. No one knows you better than you know yourself or, or your parent knows you. Um, so sometimes the public schools will even miss this because it's really not their task to try to figure out what every, how everybody learns. They, they really can't um, teach like that because they're not set up that way. They teach one certain way, which is the opposite of everything that we've just went through. Um, and 
and they're not they're not incorporating all of the the ways that people learn even the basics even the basics where you're talking about um you know learning and and doing and and so forth and it's not the teacher's fault that's for sure it's the entire system so another great strategy for improving your learning efficiency is to recognize your learning habits and styles there are a number of different theories about learning styles, which can all help you gain a better understanding of how you learn best. The concept of learning styles has been the subject of considerable debate and criticism, but many students may find that understanding their learning preferences can still be helpful. The Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences describe eight different types of intelligence that can help reveal your individual strengths. So some of those include visual, spatial, linguistic, verbal, interpersonal, intrapersonal, logic, logical, mathematical, musical, body kinesthetic, and naturalistic. So New Heights really backs the kinesthetic learning and Montessori type learning and we find that those are the types of ways that really can um, help families, especially families that are struggling. So let's talk about some of the others uh, and we'll go over that some more too. So the visual spatial intelligence. People who are strong in visual spatial intelligence are good at visualizing things. These individuals are often good with directions as well as maps, charts, videos, and pictures. So the characteristics, people with visual spatial intelligence can read and write for enjoyment, are good at putting puzzles together, interpret pictures, graphs, and charts well, enjoy drawing, painting, and the visual arts, recognize patterns easily, and um, and, and sometimes those people are architects, artists, and engineers. The linguistic verbal intelligence, these people are strong and are able to use words well, both when writing and speaking. These individuals are typically very good at writing stories, memorizing information, and reading. So their strengths are words, language, and writing. Characteristics of these people include remember written and spoken information, enjoy reading and writing, debate or give persuasive speeches, are able to explain things well, use humor when telling stories, and some of the potential career choices could be a writer, a journalist, a lawyer, or a teacher. These are just examples. Um, so, and then the logical mathematical intelligence um, these people are good at reasoning recognizing patterns logically analyzing problems these individuals tend to think conceptually about numbers relationships and patterns analyzing problems and mathematical uh, operations and they have excellent problem solving skills enjoy thinking about abstract ideas like conducting scientific experiments and they can solve complex computations. Uh, potential career choices are scientists, mathematicians, computer programmers, engineers, and accountants. So the bodily kinesthetic intelligence um, are, are said to be good at movement, performing actions, and physical control. People who are strong in this area tend to have excellent hand-eye cord and hand-eye coordination and dexterity. Uh, their strengths are physical movement and motor control. Uh, people with bodily kinesthetic intelligence are skilled at dancing and sports, enjoy creating things with his or her hands, and have excellent physical coordination. And they remember by doing rather than hearing or seeing. Potential career choices are dancer, builder, sculptor, actor. So musical intelligence, uh, people who have strong musical intelligence are good at thinking and patterns, rhythms, so 
sounds and they have a strong appreciation of music and are often good at musical composition and performance. Rhythm and music. People with musical intelligence enjoy singing and playing instru musical instruments, recognize musical patterns and tones easily, remember songs and melodies, have a rich understanding of musical structure, rhythm, and notes, and the potential career choices or musician, composer, singer, music teacher, and conductor. That's just their suggestion. I'll share these links after the show um, for you to refer to. Okay, so interpersonal intelligence. Uh, they're good at, these people are good at interacting with other people. They're, and these individuals are skilled at assessing the emotions, motivations, desires, and intentions of those around them. Uh, so their strengths are understanding and relating to other people. People with interpersonal intelligence communicate well verbally are skilled at nonverbal communication, see situations from different perspectives, create positive relationships with others, and resolve conflicts in group settings. Potential career choices, uh, psychologist, philosopher, counselor, salesperson, politician. So the intraper intrapersonal intelligence um, are these individuals are aware of their own emotional state, feelings, and motivations. They tend to enjoy self-reflection and analysis, including daydreaming, exploring relationships with others, and assessing their personal strengths. Introspection and self-reflection are their strengths. They analyze their strengths and weaknesses well. They enjoy analyzing theories and ideas. They have excellent self-awareness understand the basis for his or her own motivations and feelings. Potential career choices can include the philosopher, the writer, the theorist, and the scientist. The naturalistic intelligence. Uh, the naturalistic is the most recent addition to Gardner's theory and has been met with more resistance than its original seven intelligences. According to Gardner, Individuals who are high in this type of intelligence are more in tune with nature and are often interested in nurturing, exploring the environment, and learning about other species. These individuals are said to be highly aware of even subtle changes to their environment. Their strengths include finding patterns and relationships to nature. People with a naturalistic intelligence are interested in subjects such as botany, biology, and zoology and they categorize and catalog information easily. Enjoy camping, gardening, hiking, and exploring the outdoors. Dislikes learning unfamiliar topics that have no connection to nature. The potential career choices are biologist, con conservationist, a gardener, or a farmer. So those are the, those are the theories of multiple intelligences um, and like I said I some of this is from verywellmind.com and I'll share the links with you after the show like I mentioned okay so since we've we've discussed the best ways to learn and um, let's let's move on to some some announcements and some things that are happening um, within New Heights and with our, our partners as well. So um, one of our partner and affiliates and the sponsor of a radio show is Silicon Valley High School. And in, it's an accredited private online high school established in 2013 and accredited in 2018. Today, Silicon Valley High School has de delivered courses to tens of thousands of students with a 96.3% of students recommending their courses. They offer a full-time diploma program as well as an online catalog of quality. Affordable online classes for students looking to supplement their high school studies elsewhere. Silicon Valley High School has been built to serve students worldwide. 
anywhere they are able to get online and have access to YouTube, students can study and earn a high school diploma. Anywhere. Any student from anywhere. Isn't that amazing? So Silicon Valley High School has reinvented the school process, combining technology with credentialed teachers and slashing the average cost by over 80%. Excuse me. So uh, their courses, just FYI, they're $95 per course. Silicon Valley High School courses uh, offer a comprehensive curriculum, provide students with innovative, relevant, and compelling high school courses. Their online courses are video-based, self-paced, and teacher-supported. They are available for enrollment 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They design their courses to be easily accessible, simply organized, often entertaining, and provide relevant contemporary education for today's generation. Their mission is to provide quality, personalized, affordable, and ever-improving educational paths for all students to pursue their ambitions. The vision of Silicon Valley High School is that the internet has developed as the world's largest library of quality educational content and they see students increasingly taking high school classes online with quality compelling online course courses available at reasonable cost high school will grow more accessible and more relevant more interesting and more adaptive to the needs of individual students at Silicon Valley High School, they are reinventing the school process, combining technology with certified or the credentialed teachers, and you know, by slashing the costs as well. So, one of the things that I was hoping that um, one of their people could be here to discuss is a new scholarship program that New Heights and Silicon Valley High School has been working on for over a year now trying to get it off the ground. And the goal is to provide scholarships to outstanding students from disadvantaged backgrounds. And they have been contacting foundations and sponsors to line up funding before they open the program to student scholarship applications. They anticipate formally announcing the programs and process in the fall of 2021. <laughs> so we are working with um, them, as I mentioned, uh, to develop an integrated offering leveraging the Silicon Valley High School course curriculum and our network of counselors and operational experience as a nonprofit together to find the right students to, to uh, place in these scholarship programs where they would have all their costs covered and be able to graduate from this American-based school from anywhere in the world and earning a diploma at any age. So it's not only for younger students, but also for adults that didn't earn their diploma for some reason. And again, all of the costs would be covered for that. So now I kind of, I, I want to go over um, some of the rankings of schools and in the world, not just in America. So according to a USA Today, according to USA Today, a school in South Carolina, the academic magnet high school claimed the top places in the US, in US News and World Reports 2019 best high schools out of more than 17,000 high schools across the nation. So the criteria for this ranking included college readiness, reading and math proficiency, reading and math performance, underserved student performance, college curriculum, breadth, and graduation rates. Schools taking the top 20 sp spots all showed strong graduation rates and state test results, according to a release. Here are the 2019 best high schools uh, national rankings, the top 10. Academic Magnet High School in South Carolina, the Maine School of Science and Mathematics, Basis Scottsdale 
in Arizona, Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology in Virginia, the Central Magnet School in Tennessee, the Gwinnett School of Mathematics, Science and Technology in Georgia, Haas Hall Academy in Arkansas, and International Academy of Macomb in Michigan, Peyton College Preparatory High School in Illinois, and Signature School in Indiana. Comparing the United States with other countries, here are the 2019 uh, top 10 high schools in the world. Wachong Institute in Singapore, Eaton College in Windsor, England, Raffles Junior College in Singapore, Thomas Jefferson High School or Science and Technology in Virginia, Westminster School in London, Mac Robertson High School in Victoria, Austria, Australia, excuse me, and uh, the Diocesan School of Girls in New Zealand, King's College in New Zealand, North Sydney Boys High School in Australia, North Sydney Girls High School in Australia. Okay, so 2021 U.S. ranking. Presently in 2021, the U.S. ranking uh, academic magnet high school now ranks second, while Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology in Virginia, that ranked fourth in 20, 2019, now ranks first. What made these two high schools rank top? Uh, the Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology is ranked first within Virginia, students have the opportunity to take the advanced placement coursework and exams. The AP participation rate at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology is 100%. The total minority enrollment is 79% and 2% of students are economically disadvantaged. So, um, and then the, the academic magnet high school is ranked number two, and um, it was it is ranked first within South Carolina. Students have the opportunity to take advantage of advanced placement coursework and exams. The AP participation rate at the academic magnet school is 100%. The total minority enrollment is 22%, and 3% of students are economically disadvantaged. Okay, so we're going to have to go to um, a commercial break for a moment, and we will be right back. This podcast, this podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each, or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello, welcome back. So we, we were discussing uh, the top schools and their makeup uh, before the break, and so we're going to continue with that. So the Wao Chong um, is the institute in Singapore, placed in the top 10 high schools in the world in 2019. Uh, it does not support conventional education. It works on developing the skills of the students by encouraging the students to take part in extracurricular activities like sports, science, technology, dance, music, and drama. That's why Wa Chong student gets a chance to study in the top universities in the world like Oxford and Harvard. In 2018, Wa Chong Institute 26, Institute 26 students get admission in the University of Cambridge, 
The President's Scholar is Singapore's most prestigious scholarship award to Singaporean students each year by the Singaporean government. And the 56 President's Scholars won by Wachong Institute stu Institution students. The number of enrollment is approximately 4,000 students. Eton College in Windsor, England. Eton College is one of the prestigious high schools and is best known by producing the 19 prime ministers in England. Eton College comes second on the list of the top 10 best high schools in the world. If you want to apply for Eton College, you need to be male, pass the reasoning test, ace the interview, and submit a reference letter. The admission process is meter, meter, sorry, merit, autocratic. Meritocratic. I knew what I was trying to say. Okay, the number of uh, enrolled is 1,320. By comparing the schools in the U.S. and other countries, it is quite complicated, mainly because each U.S. state sets its own standards for minimum instructional time, uh, while other while in other countries, such standards typically are set at the national level. The Academic Magnet High School. To graduate, uh, students must complete tasks that go beyond the standard credits and classes taken in high school. Students are required to fulfill a 90-hour service requirement, take and pass at least four advanced placement courses throughout their high school career, and complete AP Research and AP Seminar as a replacement to the formerly used Senior Thesis. Basis Scottsdale requires graduating students to take seven AP level classes and set for six AP classes or AP exams, excuse me. They have to set for uh, six AP exams. The Gwinnett School of Mathematics, Science, and Technology features a heavy focus on project-based STEM education. Haas Hall Academ Academy's excuse me, curriculum is accredited or accelerated, and college preparatory academic program is immersed in technology. The Signature School offers the following diplomas, Inter international the Bachelorette Diploma and the Indiana Core 40 with Academic Honors Diploma and the Indiana Core 40 Diploma. The Wachong Institute runs a six-year integrated program. The secondary one is age 13. Students first enter the high school section and study there for four years while proceeding to the college's section where they prepare to take the GC. A levels final examinations. The high school section uses the mean subject grade grading system and tests and exams. The school-wide integrated program offered enables students to skip the GCEO levels typically taken by secondary four students in Singapore. The Raffles Junior College operates with an H2 curriculum, and I'll let you look that up. Um, just type that in, H, and then the number two, not spelled out, in curriculum. I'm giving you homework. <laughs> okay, so King's College in New Zealand. From year nine, students are able to start the academic journey at King's with a comprehensive year nine to ten junior learning program. This program, or this prepares them well for their senior school years, where they can partake in the full three years of NCEA or Cambridge International Examination CIE study. North Sydney Boys High School has a cross-curriculum content that enriches and supports the learning areas and adds depth to student learning curriculum. Follows the NSW. Education Standards Authority, or the NESA. So let's talk a little bit more about kinesthetic learning, because like I said, New Heights really supports this type of learning. 
Kinesthetic learning is one of three different learning styles popularized by Neil D. Fleming in his VAK model of learning. In essence, the kinesthetic learners process information best when they are physically engaged during the learning process. Kinesthetic learners have lots of energy. They may get antsy in long lecture classes, study better when asked questions while exercising, shooting hoops, or walking around. Those with a kinesthetic learning style have a hard time learning through traditional lecture and based schooling. One of the reasons is that their body does not make the connection that they are doing something when they're listening without movement. Their brains are engaged, but their bodies are not. This makes it more difficult for them to process the information. Much of the time they need to get up and move to put something into memory. Strengths of the kinesthetic learners. Kinesthetic learners have many strengths that will help them achieve success in the, the classroom. Great hand-eye coordination, quick, quick reactions, excellent motor memory, they can duplicate something other than doing it once, excellent experimenters, good at sports, perform well in art and drama, and high levels of energy. Now, something else that we've always advocated for is brain gem curriculum. You really should look that up because that will help you immensely, help your children immensely. Brain gem um, and if you, we do have a, a file here on it as well. If you want more information, you can request it by emailing us. Okay, so the kinesthetic learning tips. Um, we do have a list um, of tips for teachers. We can share that after the show. And uh, yeah, so look for that. Now, what is, you can't skip over this one. What is the Montessori learning? Montessori method of education was developed by an Italian physician, Maria Montessori. Emphasizing independence, it views children as naturally eager for knowledge and capable of initiating learning and sufficiently supporting and well-prepared learning environment. It discourages some conventional measures of achievement, such as grades and tests. Montessori developed their theories in the early 1900s through scientific experimentation with their students or her students. Um, the method has since been used in many parts of the world in public and private schools alike. The Scarborough School at Edward Hardin Mansion is in Sleepy Hollow, New York, is the site of the first American Montessori School in 1911. Montessori education is based on a, a model of human development. It has two basic principles. One, children and developing adults engage in psychological self-construction by means of interaction with their environments. Two children, especially under the age of six, have an innate path of psychological development. It is believed that children who are at liberty to choose and act freely within an environment prepared would act spontaneously for optimal development. Although a range of practices exist under the Montessori name, the Association Montessori and International or AMI and the American Montessori Society AMS cite these elements as essential. Mixed age classrooms, classrooms for ages two plus two and a half or three to six are by far the most common, but zero to three, six to nine, nine to 12, 12 to 15, 15 to 18 year old classrooms exist as well. Student choice of activity from within a prescribed range of options. Uninterrupted blocks of work time, ideally three hours long, a construct constructivist or discovery model in which students learn concepts from working with materials rather than by direct instruction. Specialized educational materials is often made out of natural and aesthetic materials such as wood rather than plastic. 
A thoughtfully prepared environment where materials are organized by subject area are accessible to children and are appropriately sized. Freedom within limits and a trained teacher experienced in observing a child's characteristics, tendencies, and innate talents and abilities. Montessori education involves free activity within a prepared environment. This means having an educational environment tailored to basic human characteristics, to the specific characteristics of children at different ages, and to the individual personal personalities of each child. The function of the environment is to help and allow children to develop independence in all areas according to his or her inner psychological directives. In addition to offering access to the Montessori materials appropriate to the age of children of the environment, or the environment should exhibit the following characteristics. An arrangement that facilitates movement and activity, beauty and harmony, cleanliness of environment, construction and proportion to the child and his or her needs, the limitation of materials so that only material that supports child's development is included, orderliness and uh, nature in the classroom and outside the classroom. So, um, Again, we have a, a list of references to share after the show. So since we've covered, and I know that was a lot, that was a lot of information. Since we have covered all these different types of learning and talked about the way that people learn and what the best ways uh, to learn are, um, now I want to talk a little bit about what New Heights is doing and more of the future of education and how we see it. We see education that is for everyone um, and accessible to anyone. So there are some students that are in poorer populations that don't have access to the same education as others. And, and we feel strongly that that is not fair. So, I'm going to actually take you to our learning annex and how our courses are broken down. And I'm going to talk about them a little bit. And um, uh, we're going to go to courses, discounted and free online courses. So we have it broken down by subject matter. And you will see three categories, uh, if not more, normally three. So. Let's go over why we do this this way. The, we are partnering, like I said, with a lot of different places to bring more and more educational courses to the masses and trying to, to reach everyone. And so to do that, you have to have free and discounted courses and, uh, and, and it has to be across the board. So let's say Silicon Valley High School, their courses are $95 each. And then Homeschool Legal Defense, who's a partner of ours, there's three to $500 a course, right? Well, some people can't even afford the $95 courses, which is where hopefully the scholarship will come in in the future. Um, but if one of our partners doesn't offer it, then... We try, we have volunteer teachers and tutors that would create a high quality course uh, for students to take that normally they're under $25. I don't think any course on our site that we've created is over 45, um, but we're trying to reach people that normally wouldn't have access to the same information that others can afford to pay for um, because their families deserve that. They pay taxes. So look, look at it like this as well. There, there's uh, Homeschooling has grown by more than double during COVID. And, and that's from Homeschool Legal Defense. They have the statistics on their site, but it's more than double. You're not close to triple. <laughs> so you can go on their site and, and check that out. But um, they... 
so for homeschoolers, they pay taxes just like everyone else, but they either don't want to use the public school curriculum or um, they can't or they can't participate in sports even though they pay taxes like everyone else or whatever. So they don't have access to some classes without paying, you know, a high cost for them. And it shouldn't be that way either. That there needs to be a place like ours that offers what they need um, for minimal cost because they're already paying taxes for that. And they have a right for their children to learn what they want to learn. So we, we believe in providing help to those individuals or anyone that wants access to this stuff. So you see here we have right now we want to have a foreign language for for every language. Well, that sounds like a big undertaking. It'll take many years. But the Japanese course is um, $10 per student um, for pre-recorded and $15 for live classes. And then the Chinese is all free. And you say, well, why is why does one cost and one doesn't? If it, If we can create it for free using software that doesn't cost us anything, and the teacher is volunteering their time and they don't want a portion, then we can offer it for free because it didn't cost us anything. If the teacher charged something or we had to pay for software for them to provide it, then we have to charge something. So if it costs us something, then it has to cost the public something. So you'll see as we go down here that we have the online economics classes, all of these under Hillsdale and Fee are all free, so we don't have any economics courses because they're already offered. And then Homeschool Legal Defense Online Academy, they have paid versions, right? So we're trying to tick all the boxes. Same here. So here's history. Everything from Hillsdale on our site is free. So um, Hillsdale, Homeschool Legal Defense, Virtual Homeschool Group, which is a, a group out of Arkansas that offers all free courses. So, um, and you'll see, you know, we have a couple courses in this section, but a lot of those are from Hillsdale and some other places. Okay, so um, under reading English language arts um, is the Learn to Read for Youth and Adults. Our Learn to read program, and the we have reached more kids than I can count when it comes to teaching people to read. And so these courses are for youth and adults. They're the $45 courses, and it teaches the instructor on how to teach those really hard-to-reach students. And then the natural speller is free. No, it's a spelling curriculum for every grade level um, and every student, even high school students, should take that course. If they struggle at all with um, spelling or reading, they really need to take it. So I think you get the basic idea. Um, if it's not offered for free or low cost, then we create it because we're trying to bring, you know, this curriculum to the world. Anyone in the world can take this. And if they take one of our courses, they do get a certificate of completion. We're not a school. We don't sign diplomas or anything like that. Um, but we do offer transcripts and diplomas that we make for people and personalize them for people for really reasonable costs. And um, the parent or the, whoever was their instructor signs it. So... Um, Again, we're trying to bring opportunities to people, a form of curriculum and options that haven't been offered before. And there's over 1,280 courses just linked through this page alone. And then also as part of the membership, we have the classroom resources and it has another 280 or something like that, more resources of more um, for all of these subjects. So let's talk just a little bit about um, our 
our curriculum, what we offer here at New Heights and how, how we build our classes. We have a pre-algebra course that's one of our newest and um, all of our courses include visual and structural learning video. Okay, so the teacher instructing, showing through samples and examples and so forth. And then um, there's a PDF of the lesson and then any other handouts, um, quizzes, or anything else that the teacher wants to give. So, um, but it's, you watch a video, you have the handout as well, and you go through the classes. And at the end of the class, you download a certificate of completion and yeah, so it's, they're packed with information and we use top award-winning curriculum. We have our favorites and um, the curriculum alone is usually very expensive for people to purchase. Okay, I don't think, since we're just building this, yeah, I don't think the certificate is uploaded yet. Let me take a look at this one. Oh, here's the, here's the certificate of completion. So. Our certificates have my signature and the instructor's signature, and then when somebody completes a course, they just put the student's name and they date it. And they're all pretty much the same. So, anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's show. And um, let me know if you have any questions. And I, I hope you enjoyed it. And... Thank you so much for your time. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.